Well, good morning everyone from the caravan. Uh, today, obviously, it's been kids camp weekend and uh, I didn't have a tent, so I thought I'd come from the caravan uh, to talk to you this morning. And we started a little series last week on Habakkuk and we're going to be continuing for the next couple of weeks. Of course, when you think about Habakkuk, he was living through really quite a difficult time, a time that was going to bring significant change, not only for him, but also for the nation of Israel. And they were going to be taken over and probably most of them were going to be deported to Babylon. So it was a really uncertain time. Um, Habakkuk found himself really straddling two eras, if you like. And it's interesting that at the beginning of the year, we were talking about this year coming into a new era. Things that we've become accustomed to uh, for a long time would no longer be available to us. And who knew back then what we would be facing and working through today. And in navigating uh, times of uncertainty and uh, navigating difficult terrain, which is where we are right now, it's not always easy, is it? And uh, when I was thinking about that and the whole thought of navigating difficult terrain, particularly my mind goes, of course, to Land Rover. Land Rover have been building vehicles for decades now that have been able to go places that many vehicles have not. And over the decades and in recent years, a lot of manufacturers around the world have developed their own um, off-road vehicles, etc. But Land Rover, in the latest um, incarnation of their Defender series, uh, have really sort of upped their game again. And they said, wouldn't it be great to be able to see what you can't naturally see? And so they've built a car and it's coming out very soon. And they've got loads of cameras around the car. And these cameras all sort of come together and create an image that views the car from the outside. It's like you're getting the passenger to get out and just have a look around as they're going through this rough ground where there's any big potholes, where there's any rocks that it might crash into or cause damage on the car. And then they've got another system that actually creates a, a view for the driver to be able to see literally through the bonnet of the car to the front road wheels and uh, see what's coming ahead. It's incredible technology, seeing what they can't naturally see, but creating virtual images that can guide them through this difficult time. Um, and of course we need that, don't we, right now. And Habakkuk needed that, he needed to see beyond what his natural eyes could see. And in chapter 2 verse 1 he makes this statement, he says, I'm going to stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts I will look to see what he, this is God, will say to me. I'm going to station myself and I'm going to see what God's going to say. What a great thing to be able to say that and declare that for ourselves. And he begins to see the invisible. A bit like that Land Rover, able to see things naturally that you know our eyes or the driver can't see, but to be able to see things. And how many know that there's an element of that in our lives as God's people? that we live by faith, seeing the unseen. What does Hebrews 10 say? The righteous one will live by faith. And he goes on to say, I will take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So God is looking for faith in his people. And having so having stationed himself on the wall, on the ramparts, um, Habakkuk uh, finds himself there and God begins to speak. And in chapter 2, verse 2, God says this to him. He says, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. 
for the revelation awaits an appointed time. How many of us know that when God speaks, it's not always for that moment. Sometimes it's for some period ahead, some time ahead, sometimes years ahead. And I want you and me to exercise some faith in this time as we begin to see what God will say to us. And God might want us to write some things down for now or for the years and days ahead. Faith, Hebrews tells us, is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we cannot see. How many of us know that we've got to lift our eyes above the natural right now? It was interesting, on Monday this last week, I um, took a funeral, and which, uh, obviously, with all the lockdown uh, constraints, there were just seven close family members at the funeral, and it was a funeral at the graveside at the Scatter Road Cemetery. And so we had quite a short service there, and then I just moved away and let the family just stand by the grave to pay their last respects as it were and I moved over and, and I just got into conversation with the funeral director a guy called David Alexander and uh, I didn't use these words but I basically asked him how's business and he said um, he said he said we're really busy he said there's loads of people dying it's far more people dying than normal for this time of year you know when you get to the spring um, I mean, he said there's loads of people dying and he said it's not because of the virus I said, what, what is it? And he said, and I guess he got this from talking to families. He said, people are dying because they're just giving up. It's like they've got no hope. They're just giving up. And if our eyes are primarily on this world around us and what the world has to offer right now, it's not a great outlook. It was an interesting observation in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 13 where he says, has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? But our perspective as God's people, when things are tough, I think is summed up with the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8. We are hard pressed on every side. You know, we are hard pressed. There are challenges, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. Later on in the chapter, he says, So fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So Habakkuk begins to see. Begins to see something of the unseen. God begins to speak to him. And we need to hear God's voice, don't we, right here, right now. What is God saying? Then Habakkuk, he says in chapter 2, verse 20, he sees the Lord. And he puts it this way, the Lord is in his temple. Let the earth be silent before him. It's like, what's, gonna, what's God going to say? What is God going to do? If you've been around City Church for a while, um, a number of years, you may have heard me speak about a, a vision that I had quite a few years ago now. And I've referred to it uh, in the subsequent period uh, on more than one occasion. And it was a vision I had where there was a room and in the room were uh, a number of church leaders. I couldn't identify who they were, you know, from people I knew, but I knew they were church leaders. And they were sat around what appeared to be a big boardroom table. And in front of each of them, 
they had their own piece of paper and on their piece of paper were the plans and the things that they were doing in their local church and they were all talking and they were all sharing their plans and ideas and then the door opened and in walked Jesus and underneath his arm he had a rolled up architect's drawing a blueprint and he walked to the head of the table and he put the blueprint down on the table and then he just unrolled it and as it unrolled it went over every piece of paper that those church leaders had now I had that vision a number of years ago and at various times I thought oh I wonder if this is happening I wonder if that is happening but it, you know and you're trying to see what God was saying back then and was it for the now so this week um, I was pointed to uh, an online uh, thing that Jared Cooper has been doing where he's been talking to people who uh, recognize prophetic people prophets around the world and in the UK and he had an interview with um, a guy called Simon Breaker listen to what Simon Breaker said this week and he, he took me into um, really it was a really an open vision and and in the vision I found myself stood in a room that would I mean it would it would seat a couple of hundred people it was a big like long rectangular room and all of the the walls were windows and I looked out the windows and could see that this room was not on the earth it was actually suspended above the earth and I could see the earth through the window and in the center of the room is a big long rectangular table um, the way that I describe it in the word is like the kind of table that you'd see in the old Second World War movies where the generals gather around the table and they're strategizing. So as I'm watching, I see these generals come and they all come to the table. There wasn't one or two, there was a lot of them. And they'd all got blueprints and they're all rolling the blueprints out on the tables. And I could hear the language, the words, not all of what was being said, but just key words, things that any of us are involved in leadership will know, avenge, know that these are the words you use in any leadership conference, strategic growth, explosive growth, multiplication, all of those kinds of words. And, um, and they're all excited and they're all talking about it. And then suddenly I hear a door open and then the room goes really quiet and I, I understood it was because Jesus had walked in. So all these generals, they sit down and Jesus walks up to the head of the table, sits down at the head of the table, looks at the generals and says, my friends, have you brought your plans? As soon as he says that, it erupts again and everybody's talking and Jesus just sat quietly and just let everybody in the room talk. And then eventually the... Um, it goes quiet again and then Jesus stands up and he takes a blueprint and I've really, I've really struggled to try and explain what it looked like. It was fabric, but it was fluid at the same time. It's really hard to explain. And he took this blueprint and all the other generals blueprints were all over the tables and he, he throws it and it goes like a cloth across the whole of the table and swallows up all of these other, other plans. And then wine begins to pour out the top of the table. And the, the guys around the table are really shocked because of the speed. Now, you've got to imagine this is a big room. So anybody who's filled a paddling pool for the kids knows it seems like an eternity to fill a paddling pool. Well, this room was filling at such a pace 
that the wine was nearly at knee knee deep in in a comparatively very short time and while all of this is going on jesus is laughing i mean really laughing and and he's just really enjoying the moment and and he and he shouts across the room and he says so we've seen what you can do now watch and see what i shall do and um and and the wine comes up and it's holy chaos because as it begins to fill up now everybody's being flung around by this wine moving around the room then the glass all begins to bulge the glass explodes and all of this wine starts pouring out upon the earth so as you can imagine that got my attention um Habakkuk 2.20, the Lord is in his temple, let the earth be silent before him. You know, and I think there is a sense of what does God want to say to us? Yeah, we've all had our plans, we've all been working things and doing things, and all of a sudden it's like God has pressed the pause button for many of us. What does he want to say? What does he want to do? God is sovereign over all things and he is in control. Let's make that declaration this morning. And Habakkuk has said in the previous chapter, chapter 1 verse 12, he said, yeah, he is my God. And I want to ask you this morning, is he your God? Is he the one who you are looking to? Is he the one you are listening for? And then thirdly, Habakkuk saw what the future held and in chapter 2 verse 14 it says for the earth will be filled with the glory with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea you know people are talking and asking the question right now what what do we need to do to be able to exit this situation that we're in, in as a nation and in the world um, you know unless government are coming up with some good answers you know people are going to continue to lose hope you know so what are we going to do and repeatedly on those daily briefings the the reporters are asking what are the next steps what are the next steps and i think you know for all of us we would probably recognize that there will be some significant shifts in the way we view life in many ways how we behave going forwards from here in the things that we're able to do in the way that we did them before might not be available to us in the future but paul says we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and i want to encourage you this morning to keep your eyes open to position yourself fix your eyes on him see what he will say you know when the world around us naturally speaking is dying according to the funeral director because of despair but i think we've got to be reminded that god the god of the impossible the god of the miraculous the god of the supernatural is in the wings ready to break into humanity's desperation the funeral director said there are more people dying than normal i believe more people than ever are going to be coming to life again finding new life in christ part of the new normal i believe will be an increased number of people coming to christ finding new hope for the future for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the lord as the waters cover the sea 
I really believe God is going to reveal himself to this world in greater measure than ever before in my lifetime. The, you know, there have been moves of God in my lifetime that have significantly impacted the church. But what is coming is a move of God that will significantly impact the world. So lift up your heads like Habakkuk, position yourself on the wall as it were, and look and see what he will say. Begin to see beyond the natural and that which is invisible to the natural eye. See the Lord in his temple, in control, and be quiet before him to hear what he will say. And let us move forward, seeing the earth being filled with the glory, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The Lord bless you.